1: Dave Biddle I am joined by Ryan Baker the great Scotty Vegas is on assignment
2: on the Buckeye cruise for cancer we sent him there to get intel because Ryan Day is on the on the cruise former players so Scotty's there like on assignment and I asked him I said like hey man are you able to bet on sports on the Buckeye cruise and he responded no and it's making me itchy I figured he's going through withdrawals. And Caleb Blake at the controls, our producer. Ryan, how you doing this evening? What do you make of our... uh Good friend Scotty Vegas out there on the mean seas, not able to bet on sports. I, I almost like I'm, I'm like happy for him that he's getting
1: like this nice vacation, but like he can't do the thing that he loves the most. You know, Scotty and I had this conversation before he left. Like, are you going to be able to do this? And he's like, I don't know how this is going to work. I'm not sure. And I was like, You're going to go through withdrawals. Like, your leg is going to be you're going to be sitting at a table and your leg is just going to start shaking. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love it for him that he's out there, kind of uh, not cool on Ryan Day, right? He's out on the I see making his new assistants talk to the media yesterday. and I liked it. <laughs> good stuff for you. And yes. Uh, for, for Bucknuts, of course. But before we get into all that, Bids, we have got to talk about some wins for us this past weekend. Now, for me, it was a really good weekend. We talked about it on Sunday's show. A nice little Blue Jackets parlay did okay in the UFC on Saturday night. And then it just so happened that we both... In our sprinkling for the Daytona 500 that ended up on Monday, we both so happened to pick a Willie B. William Byron. As I they got call him. him. William Byron. I got him for twenty to one. To win the race, you got him for twenty five to one. Because it was during the race, yeah. As well as yeah. some other sprinkling with him. So yeah, the Daytona Five Hundred, the sixty sixth running Ooh. of the Daytona Five Hundred, was good Five Hundred.
2: like for that. on the money. I tell you what, and Caleb, I needed like I've I've been not betting well, so I needed I needed something. A little so yeah. so I hit you know I hit a couple lucky bets on Sunday, and then. We'll see. I got uh, Illinois plus seven and a half, or excuse me, minus seven and a half as we speak, and they're up eight on Penn State. So we'll see. I got I got the Fighting line on the road against one of the best bas- backcourts in college football history, best as, of all time, as Chris Holtman once That's what said. Holtman said. Um, so we'll see, but uh, yeah, Illinois. Like you know, we'll see about that one. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, Daytona Five Hundred was. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of having the race end like that, but this particular time, we'll make an exception.
1: They've got to do something, right? A race shouldn't end under <laughs> caution not. like that. No. We've got to have a race to the finish.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, of course we were in favor of this year because a guy that we had money on won mm-hmm. the race, but that's not a way to do it. That's not a way to do it. Okay, the way to do it, though, if you're Ohio State football, is bringing James Laurinaitis as yeah, buddy. linebacker coach and Macarari as safeties coach. I mean, everybody here is familiar with James Laurinaitis. I mean, he used to work here on 97.1 The Fan. Obviously, a superstar at Ohio State. The all-time tack tackler leader for the rams st louis at the time but the all-time tackler leader for the rams organization and but macareri is a guy that i think is flying under the radar a little bit i really really am impressed with him ryan he's a guy that's 34 years old he's from ohio played college football at Davidson the same time that Steph Curry was playing basketball at Davidson. Has experience already as a defensive coordinator at the Big Ten level last year at Indiana. Um, coming back to Ohio State after being an analyst a couple years ago. Really impressed with with Guerrero. Obviously very impressed with Lauren Itas as well. So this offseason of excellence continues for Ohio State.
1: Yeah, and the the thing about Guerrero that I really like is him and Jim Knowles seem to be in lockstep with everything and they think the same way. We can't be super excited about Chip Kelly coming to be the offensive coordinator because him and Ryan Day have such a connection and then not bring up that Guerrero is Knowles' guy. I mean, he left. He was here as an analyst. He left to go be the defensive coordinator at Indiana. He said, I've had enough of this. I'm coming back to the Ohio State and coach this safeties group this year that now looks like it may be one of the best rooms in college football. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we can say that about a lot of positions at Ohio state though, but, but.
2: imagine coming in. Like I know he was here a couple years ago cause you know, Guerreri and I was so, I I didn't meet him a couple years ago when he was here. They usually don't bring out analysts. In fact, they do, they do not bring out analysts for interviews. So if you're going to meet one of these guys, I got a chance to meet Joe Philbin this past year. Like they didn't bring him out for an interview, but he was walking around, had a chance to meet him. I just Who's never ran into now. Who's I'm going, going now? Now the the at the Raiders, Joe Philbin, former uh, Miami Dolphins head coach. Um, but Guerrero never ran into him a couple years ago. Got a chance to speak with him, and his interview was impressive. His, his press conference was impressive, Ryan. But I got a chance to just talk with him one on one just for a couple minutes afterwards. I mean, this dude, I've done this long enough to know and I like talk to a guy for a couple minutes. Okay, this guy's a future head coach. Not like probably, not like mate. Like, okay, this guy's a future head coach. Or just certain guys, you just get that just, just overwhelming feel. I love it. I I just absolutely love it that um everything that, that Ryan Day's doing. But like with Guerrero, I mean, to joke around a little bit, imagine like you know, falling into an inheritance where you have you just walk in, you you inherit Caleb Downs. Oh, and by the way, Lathan Ransom's coming back for a fifth year. Your backups are Malik Hartford who looked really good as a true freshman. Jahad Carter was a good player in Syracuse, he's a backup. And Sonny Styles, what happens with Sonny Styles? It's interesting we were talking with both James Laurinaitis, linebackers coach, and mm-hmm. Matt Guerrero, safety's coach. Those two would be the ones fighting for Sonny Styles' services. Not that they would actually fight. That would not go well for my guy Matt Guerrero. Probably. But not. um no, not at all. But what do you think will happen with Sonny? Like James parsed his words very carefully, but it sounds to me like it, it will be a surprise if Sonny Styles remains a safety.
1: Real quick before I go into Sonny, I love what you said about Guerrero as he just seems like a future head coach, I think him and Lauren Idis both oh, for sure, James. are future yes. head coaches. And I'll tell you what, yep. listening to them speak yesterday, Ohio State recruiting is in good hands for as long as those guys are here on the defensive side of the ball. Because I don't know how you couldn't listen to those guys and want to run through a brick wall. Now, Sonny Styles, to me, the one thing we know is this dude's going to be on the field. He's just a ball player. And James Laurinaitis said something that was kind of intriguing to me, or telling, I guess, to me. He compared Sonny Styles, and he's not the only one, but he specifically compared Sonny Styles to Isaiah Simmons, who we know... Played like cornerback, safety, linebacker, D-end, everything at Clemson. And obviously, Sonny has all those skills. We've seen him play guys as a corner, covering them as a corner. We've seen him be the safety. We've seen him play up near the line. Isaiah Simmons, though, in the pros, is a linebacker. Sonny Styles, at his size, in the pros... To me is a linebacker. Your safety's room is in good hands right now. Sonny Styles this year, not only for this team, but for his future as a football player, To me needs to be in the linebacker's room.
2: You nailed it. I mean for it's one, it's one thing if James would have liked, you know, described a position kind of like what we saw from Isaiah Simmons would be like, yeah, he's kind of describing like what Isaiah Simmons did. At Clemson for him to come out and be like yeah we feel like like Sonny can kind of be like an Isaiah Simmons it's like okay that's pretty specific and we as you said like we've been talking about that we've dropped that exact name and um yeah I I loved how everything from James I mean it's not a surprise like we've known I mean he he was mature beyond his years when he was a true freshman at Ohio State he's a great guy and uh he's gonna knock it out of the park as Ohio State's linebackers coach up next we're gonna talk National championship odds for college football. Also, do we like the 5 plus 7 format for the CFP? That's next on The Money.
3: More of Hollywood Casinos, Casino's on the, the money. On the money. Presented
4: by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: Coming up on ONN.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call,
1: clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
5: Now back to Hollywood Casino's On the Money. On the money.
4: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: From
2: ONN. Welcome back to On The Money. All right, let's get into the college football playoff and the new rules with 12 teams. There's a lot of confusion out there. Initially, it was going to be what they call a six plus six, meaning six automatic bids, six at large. Then something called the Pac-12 dissolved, and now we're going with five plus seven. And that makes sense to me, obviously. (laughs) You don't want to give an automatic bid to either Oregon State or Washington State, and that's it. So now they're, they're giving automatic bids to the champs of power four, and you're getting an automatic bid to the best team, the best champion of the group of five. I like all of that. Here's my problem. So though you have five automatic and then seven at large. I like that. All that's good. Here's the problem. I don't think a lot of people know this. Okay, so let's say Penn State, for example, finishes 11-1 and in 2024. Their one loss is to Ohio State in a close game. They're sitting there at 11-1. Ohio State ends up being 13-0, wins the Big Ten championship. And Penn State's sitting there. Final rankings from the committee, Ryan Baker, have Penn State sitting there at two, maybe three at the very worst, I would think, at 11-1, with their only loss close to Ohio State, who's the number one team in the nation at 13-0. and Let's say they're third. Penn State's third. All right. And uh, so they would be the number three seed, right? They're the, this is the final rankings. No. No. They would not be. Let's say Kansas, and I love Kansas as head coach. Let's say Kansas wins the Big 12, but they're 10-3. and 10-3 Kansas, and they're ranked like 12th in the final rankings. They win the Big 12. Guess what? Kansas would be ahead of Penn State in the seedings. Not the rankings, but the seedings. Kansas would then have the number four seed, would get the bye. Penn State would fall to 5 and they would not get a buy. And I get it. I know I'm nitpicking here. I just find that stupid. Why are we putting the Big 12 and the ACC on the same footing with the SEC and the Big 10? I agree all those teams should have a seat at the table. If you're the champion of 10 and 3 Kansas, I agree you you should have a seat at the table. I agree the best power five team. I like that. Have a seat at the table. You should not get a buy unless you're ranked in the top four, in my opinion.
5: So
1: let me start by saying I hate all of this. I think everybody knows that. I hate this expansion. I don't like it. The fact that your scenario of a three-team, a three-loss team, which we're going to get, has a chance to play for a national championship is absolute garbage to me. Now, don't get me wrong. We're going to love these games. It's going to be more football. Hopefully, it's going to be better football. We're going to see matchups that we've been wanting to see that we haven't. I enjoy that just like everybody else. But I hate that there's going to be a scenario very soon where there's a three team, a team with three losses in the regular season that will have a chance to compete for a national championship. I hate that. You had your chance and you lost. Now, in that aspect, I don't feel bad for Penn State because you had your chance, you lost. I hate the fact that a three-loss team would get rewarded there and be a number 4 seed. I do like that they're trying to reward regular seasons, and they're trying to reward conference championships. I like that, so we're not at least totally taking a crap on the regular season. But, yeah, that that doesn't make a lot of sense.
6: So, wait, okay, Ryan, your point, though, about... Like, it, what about getting hot at the right time, okay? Because isn't that what we love about March Madness, you know? It's the whole season. Right, I, I, what, what's the difference here? Just because it's football, like... Because college okay, football, but- that's supposed to be
2: what's different about college football, right, gents? Is like, the, the regular season means more than any other American sport. The only other sport that compares would be, you know, the, the Premier League and soccer, because they don't have a postseason. Like, college football is like the last remaining where the regular season means so much. And the one thing that I was okay with, I didn't like the 12 team. The one thing I was okay with, guys, was, and we'll kick it back to you, Caleb, in just a sec, was I thought, like, the initially I thought, okay, the regular season still, it's it's been diminished a little bit with having 12 teams, but at least with the top four teams getting a bye, I'm okay with it. But it's not necessarily the top four teams now. But anyway, go ahead, Caleb.
6: No, yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to rebuttal on that a little bit. One of
1: the things I love about Ohio State's 2014 National Championship is that they made a run with their third-string quarterback. It was truly, they were truly the best all-around team and roster, and I love that. And listen, I love the NCAA basketball tournament. It's great. It's a terrible way to crown a champion. What? It's fun. It's awesome, but it doesn't mean the best team is
6: going to win. True, but is that's like the magic of March, though. At the same time, I'm not. I guess, listen, right, I'm you,
1: not saying we're not going to love the entertainment value. The entertainment value is going to be great. But when I see a three-loss team win a national championship,
6: I'm going to hate
2: it. <laughs> oh, Caleb, keep, I, I feel bad. Keep talking. I but, want to hear more.
6: No, no. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't really mind a college football team, like you know, getting high. I, I'm a fan of the twelve-team playoff. I think it's just going to bring forth a lot of you know. Excitement, and you know, I like. I don't think that it's going to be. I, I feel like only good will come out of this. You know, I'm. I'm trying to get you more positive about this, right? I don't know. No, it's not, not going to happen. And it's okay. not going to
1: happen. And like I said, I'm going to enjoy the games. I'm going to enjoy the matchups. We're extra going, betting, extra we're, football. Yes, we're going to enjoy more <laughs> football. It doesn't mean I like the premise of it.
6: Okay, fair enough. Fair
1: enough.
2: Yeah, and just to be clear, like again, just to repeat myself, I'm okay with like. These particular teams having a seat at the table just to get a buy. It's like, come on, man. You can't be 10 and three and get a buy. Let's look at some of the odds here. Georgia is your favorite plus 360. This is according to ESPN bet and the sports book at Hollywood Casino, Columbus, Ohio State, not far behind the second lowest odds to win the national championship plus 425. That's kind of a big jump to Texas at, at number three, eight to one for Texas. Again, Ohio State basically four to one plus 425 and then Texas all the way to 8 to 1 and then tied for fourth Alabama and Big 10s Oregon 12 to 1 sixth Ole Miss 13 to 1 LSU 15 to 1 eighth Michigan 16 to 1 Florida State 22 to 1 Notre Dame 25 to 1 tied for 11th Penn State and Clemson 30 to 1 and I believe when we talked go ahead go ahead
1: I was just going to say so I'm not usually an Oregon guy I've thought for the most part for the years They've been overrated. They've had flashy uniforms and flashy offenses, and they've never really won anything. I really like Dan Lanning, though, and they've got Dylan Gabriel. If they can navigate, I mean, coming to a new conference, it's going to be tough, but I, I like that. And I'll tell you what, I know they lost a lot, but Kalen DeBoer is a winner. He's a great coach, and Jalen Milrose still there. That's not bad value on Alabama.
2: Mm, we'll see about that. All right, up next. Ryan Baker seems to think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have a big rebound in 2024. We'll talk about that next on The Money.
3: This is Hollywood Casinos on The Money. On The Money.
4: Presented by Ohio for Responsible
3: Gambling from ONN. Hey, folks, it's game day, and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave, but a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. you got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play. To set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop.
7: Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Do you have an oak tree in your yard? The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture is committed to advancing responsible tree care practices while preventing a fungal disease called oak wilt. They remind those who own and manage oak trees the best time to prune is November to early March. To find out more, there are over 1,000 qualified tree experts in Ohio. To find an ISA certified arborist in your area, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott Damaro. Ohio's public schools are safe, welcoming places where students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities can learn, grow, and thrive. But we need to make sure our education workforce reflects the beautiful diversity of the students we serve. Ohio students need you. Learn more about careers in public education at www.ohea.org. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Have you ever told a friend?
8: Oh, I'm fine.
3: When you really felt?
8: Just so overwhelmed.
3: Or sent a text? Can't sleep. Are you awake? When you couldn't find the words to say? I'm scared to be alone with my thoughts right now. Then this is your sign to reach out to the 988 Lifeline for 24-7 free confidential support. You don't have to hide how you feel. Text, call, or chat anytime. February is Children's Dental Health Month, so make
7: sure you make an appointment for your child to visit an Ohio Dental Association member dentist. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and have access to superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your child's dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association, so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org.
8: Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. Adding a podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
3: Ohio Sports Destination.
8: You're listening to Hollywood
3: Casino's On the Money. On the Money.
4: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling
3: on ONN. (laughs) Welcome back to On
2: the Money. Dave Biddle, Ryan Baker, Caleb Blake. Our good friend Scotty Vegas is on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. He'll be back with us on Sunday. All right, Ryan sent me a really cool stat about the NFL today and i want ryan to let the listeners know about that mr baker the floor is yours my friend
1: so i saw this uh tweeted out by jay morrison who covers the Bengals for for the athletic is that right used to be for the athletic
2: okay. he, he's now because uh, he was with the dispatch then the athletic now he's with i think it's like nfl digest something okay he, he, he's He is working for a publication, yes, yes. in the NFL. And
1: so he's the beat writer for uh, the Bengals and has been for a while. He tweeted this out the other day, and I, I think the stat is amazing. 21 of the last 23 years, at least one NFL team went from worst to winning their division the next season. And then he said, who will that be in 2024? Obviously... He is a Bengals reporter, so this is pertinent to the Bengals as they finished, unfortunately, last in a stacked AFC North this year, but they didn't have their star quarterback, who I believe is the second-best quarterback on the planet in Joe Burrow, and they still finished 9-8. and Now, this division is going to be tough. You'd have to think the Steelers are going to address their quarterback issue, which seems to be the one big need. Will the Browns, I mean, the Browns' roster is still good. Will they be the team they were last year? And, of course, Lamar is still there with the Ravens, so they are a contender always your eight teams that finished last in their division in the afc east it was the new england patriots in the afc north it was the cincinnati Bengals. in the afc south it was the tennessee titans and then in the afc west it's the los angeles chargers in the nfc east it was the washington commanders in the nfc north it's the chicago bears nfc south the carolina panthers in the nfc west is the arizona cardinals now bids If you're trying to look ahead and see the team that's going to do this next year, I think the Bengals, even though their division is so tough, is the obvious answer because of Joe Burrow and hopefully a healthy season from him. I think the second team most people would going to look at, and this is not me, you know I have no faith in them, I think the next team is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough division they're joining, uh, to if you're going to get past the Chiefs, um, in Harbaugh's first year. But maybe they'll, you know, maybe they'll be like a little bit of a, back to back Super Bowl winner hangover. Is that even really a thing? Um, certainly I'm going to take my, uh, Houdé glasses off for a moment. And I think if I was looking at this objectively, which I believe I am, I, I would say it has to be the Bengals has the best chance here. They were the favorites, um, this past year. And like you said, I mean, it was a stacked division. They finished with the winning record in her last. And, The good thing, if you're a Bengals fan, is finishing last, now you get to play a last-place schedule. Last year, they played what some have said, like could have been like statistically the hardest schedule in NFL history the Bengals played and as you said Ryan like they were without Joe Burrow for a lot of the season I mean he played the first few games wasn't himself then started looking like Joe Burrow and then was lost for the season they still finished 9-8 so I think the the Bengals do have a good chance but man the Ravens aren't going anywhere the Steelers aren't going anywhere the Browns aren't going anywhere it's just again I'm I'm all for a division realignment at this point
1: (laughs) you know it's funny because I think it's got to be the Bengals I just have that much faith in Joe Burrow, one that I think could be really intriguing here, and it all depends on how they handle this draft in their quarterback situation. And don't get me wrong, I don't think the Lions are—I don't know if they'll be the same team they were last year. But if they, if they regress at all, it's not going to be much. But if the Chicago Bears play their cards right and everything, they've been adding a pretty good roster. If they do this all right, get another receiver, whether it's Fields or not, but they pick the right quarterback, they get a running back in there. I think the Chicago Bears are definitely an interesting one to watch.
2: What will the Chicago Bears do with former Ohio State star Justin Fields? We'll get into that next on The Money.
3: More of Hollywood Casinos on The Money. On The Money. Presented
4: by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: Coming up on ONN.
5: Casinos on the money. On the money.
4: Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
3: from
2: ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. All right, so Justin Fields. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Many people have opinions, which is shocking. I'm I'm in the minority. I, I think the Bears are going to trade the pick and keep him a lot because of they're not sure that Caleb Williams is. A sure thing. Now, I could be totally wrong. They could be in love with Caleb Williams. We'll see what happens. But, and again, I'm in the minority here. Most people think they're going to trade Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams. Ryan Baker, what do you think will happen? What do you think should happen?
1: I think there's too much at this point that they don't move on and get a new quarterback. I don't know if that's the right decision. Um, Fields has shown flashes, but I don't know if he's done enough to prove that he's that much better Then one of these guys coming out in the whole cost certainty of things. You're going to have to pay Justin Fields if you keep him. If you go with one of these other guys, you have cost certainty for the next five years. And that helps with building your team and your roster. I don't know if it's the right decision, but I think they're going to move on from Fields. And this whole unfollow follow on the i mean what are we doing like is social media caleb you're a younger guy is social media that important to the kids now like you're making millions of dollars what are we doing this petty crap for it's
6: it's not i mean i it's this is what we do when we get bored now i feel like you know when there's nothing going on and like he even said it himself like i saw he um went on the st brown brothers their podcast and was like, it's not a big deal. Like, he just wanted to get away from football for how a little about, bit. Like, how about
1: drop social media then for a while if well, you need to get away? That's what he was Put saying. Put your phone doing.
6: down. No, he said he
1: was getting rid of football on his social media. Like, you don't have to look at social media. I get, oh, you're saying in general? Yeah, okay, you know, enough. just take a break. Give right. it up for Lent. Whatever you do. It's, it's the day
2: and age we live in now. So. Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the betting favorite to land Justin Fields, which makes oh my god, which makes which angers me. me but, I hate that. But Caleb uh, was uh, speaking in my ear and said the Atlanta Falcons. That makes a lot of sense, and not just because Jay Fields is from Georgia, but uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mostly because I don't want him to go to the Steelers because I know he'd do well there.
1: (laughs) I saw something today, speaking of the social media, on social media, and it said the Atlanta Falcons had Justin Fields at the top of their draft board. Well, no, they didn't because they could have drafted him, and they drafted Kyle Pitts instead. I I don't understand that. There's been a lot, always, people in his draft year thought Fields would be a perfect fit for the Atlanta Falcons. There's always been smoke there. You mentioned um, he is from Georgia. There's a lot of people with bids. We were actually just talking about this in the break. There are a lot of people that are so high on the Atlanta Falcons in their roster, and I just don't get it. Like Bijan's good. Drake London I think has potential. Kyle Pitts has never done anything. I, I just don't get why everybody loves the Falcons.
2: Maybe so they're much. assuming they're going to get a quarterback?
6: I I mean I feel like they're The pieces they have are very talented. Like, they're loaded offensively, but they they do, it's the quarterback, you know? Like, since they've had those guys, like, they haven't had the right guy running the ship. The pieces the Blue
1: Jackets have are supposedly talented, but it's not working on the ice. Like, you got to see results, don't
6: we? Yeah, yes. But I also think, like, they found out for sure that it definitely, Arthur Smith definitely wasn't the coach. And at the same time, Kyle, or not Kyle Pitts, excuse me, Desmond Ritter definitely wasn't going to be the guy at QB, you know? So. Now, you throw a guy like Justin Fields in there, I mean, Bijan, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, I mean, those guys are still all really young. I mean, only been around for three, four years, maybe max. Like, you throw Justin Fields in there with and let him run around back there, I think that would be a real exciting squad.
2: All right, gents, real quick. Let's go around the horn here. Okay, so we each have to bet a unit. I'm giving you plus 200. Fields will stay. You have to make the bet. You have to bet a unit. Fields will stay with the Bears. You're getting plus 200. So you bet a unit, you're getting then 200. Or... Um, I'm going to give you minus 200. He gets traded. All right, so you're either going to win 200 you're going to win 50, or you're going to lose your money, whatever. I'm taking plus 200. He's going to stay with the Bears. What are you taking? You're taking it plus 200 or the minus 200?
1: I mean, that's good value at plus 200, but I think he's gone.
2: Yeah,
6: I got to side with Ryan. I also think he's gone, even though I think that's a mistake by the Bears. You guys are just
2: kissing your money away. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> Don't bet against Ohio State basketball because there's a new sheriff in town. They're going on the road tomorrow. (laughs) They're going to win their first road game in 14 months after knocking off number two Purdue. We're
3: going to talk about that
2: next on the money.
3: This is Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money.
4: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
5: From ONN. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos
3: On The Money. On The Money.
4: Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
2: On ONN. So crew home opener on Saturday. It's too bad for Atlanta United. They have to deal with this juggernaut at 2 o'clock at the Death Star. Lower.com field. I will be there. We are just talking about that during the break. You're defending MLS Cup champion Columbus crew. Kicking off the season on Saturday at 2 o'clock against Atlanta. All right. Let's get to Ohio State basketball tomorrow night at Minnesota. I'm telling you, Ryan Baker, like just certain things in sports are just funny. Like if 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 Jake Diebler begins his career. Wow. By beating number two Purdue check and then goes on the road and beats Minnesota for Ohio State's first road win. In, In
1: fourteen months, four hundred seventeen days. I would almost be.
2: feel bad for Chris Holtman at that point. Then I remember, oh wait, he's getting paid fourteen million to not even coach. Like he'll he'll probably be okay. He can probably afford like a Cabo vacation or something with fourteen million. But seriously, man, I and I feel like they they have nothing to lose. If I'm Minnesota, and you've made the point, well, now you know maybe you know because they beat Purdue, maybe now like you know, you know I don't know. It's that mojo is off of them. I don't know, man. They're playing with nothing to lose, and now they got to get that road losing streak off their back. I, if I'm Minnesota, I'm not liking this. I, I, I'm wishing Chris Holman was still there. Nothing against Holt, but like, <laughs> seriously, they're gonna go in there with nothing to lose, and it's gonna be funny as heck if Deebler begins his career by knocking off Purdue, and then finally Ohio State winning a road game.
1: I mean. Chris Holtman will be the worst coach in the history of the world at that point if Ohio State wins. That's I mean, that's gonna be the uh, the the narrative out there. Bids, it's funny, you know, I think it was two, maybe three weeks ago, we were looking ahead at when this road streak would end. And I said it would end at Minnesota and I have switched. Because if they I have switched next and this year, is, no, I just think there's going to be such a letdown of energy like they had so much energy and an emotion from the crowd and the fan base and them themselves with the, the coaching change and that win over Purdue. And I mean, you saw the emotion in Jake Diebler like it was emotion in the coaching staff, too. It's almost like that game Saturday and everything that had happened. It was like surreal. And now it's back to real life. And unfortunately, Sunday, I don't, yeah. Sunday. Uh, yeah, yep. on Sunday. I don't like the chances now, tomorrow. And I hate that I feel that way. Uh, it's probably just my pessimist fandom from the teams I've liked my whole life, but I I just don't know if they... I hope they do. Come on, Deebs. Michael Redd was at practice today. Let's go. I
2: see you working. You you went off kilter a little bit at the end there, but for a while, I was like, this is why you're such a good fit on On The Money, because you're using (laughs) that reverse psychology. You actually think Ohio State's definitely going to, like, Whip the gophers tomorrow, but you're using a little reverse psychology. Like I don't know how they're gonna win two in a row. There's just no way a little reverse psychology Okay, so the line is not out yet at least according to ESPN bet it is not out yet. I'm sure you can find a Offshore sports book that (laughs) that has it um, but looking at ESPN's basketball power index Ohio State, more than a puncher's chance. They're giving Ohio State a 41% chance to win this game tomorrow night in Minneapolis. And using Beaver Creek math, that means Minnesota has 59% chance of winning the game. How about that? That was good. That was good math right there. there's nice. seriously 41%. So what do we think the spread? Let's guess the spread. I'm guessing Minnesota. So if you're going, so they have 59% chance of winning. I'm guessing they'll have Minnesota favored by five and a half. What do you think?
1: I feel like that's a fuzz high. Um, especially with Ohio State coming off the win over Purdue, I was thinking in the two and a half to three and a half range.
2: Wow! So you think they'd have Ohio State either if it was two and a half? That that means they'd have Ohio State favored if it was at the shot.
1: Yeah, I, I think. It, I think it's somewhere in there.
2: You know, and and that's I guess I shouldn't be surprised because um, and unfortunately for my wallet, when I saw that Ohio State was only an eight and a half point underdog to Purdue, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Purdue's going to win this game by nine or more, or Ohio State will win outright. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, I don't know. I mean, this Ohio State team is obviously more talented than what they have played, like, since, you know, other than the Purdue game this calendar year. By the way, real quick, did you hear what uh, Bruce Thornton said about as soon as Holtman, the news hit? And this was Aaron Kraft breaking this on, I believe, Adam Jardy's podcast. Um, A lot of moving parts there. But this is so interesting. This is not a surprise if you're – you know, a college sports fan, we heard Caleb Downs talk about this when he entered the portal, how he had like a hundred texts like immediately from teams. So Bruce Thornton's mom, when the news broke, even really before it broke for most people, when news started to leak that Chris Holtman was getting fired, like Bruce Holtman or excuse Bruce Holtman. Bruce <laughs> Thornton's mom's phone like exploded. <laughs> like he said he she was getting calls from like everybody like in college basketball seeing that like, you know, he would be in because they can't contact him directly but they can contact his mom you know I don't know but that's not a surprise to me but if I'm Ross Bjork I'm getting on the phone with Mrs. Thornton and being like Mrs. Thornton we want to stay in the Bruce Thornton business here
1: I mean you got to shoot your shot right it's just crazy that it happens that fast now that you know I feel like what years ago that's major violations right now it's a eh, free for all
2: up next is best bets it's coming up next on the money
3: Hollywood Casinos on the money. money. On the money. Presented
4: by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
3: Coming up on ONN.
7: Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614
2: 472 614 472 I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at
8: 614 472 614 Ohio has over 920,000 diabetics. If you are a diabetic, take a step in the right direction by having your feet checked routinely by a podiatric physician, the most qualified doctors to care for your feet. A podiatrist to your healthcare team can help you better manage the effects of diabetes on your feet. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state. For more information or to find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com.
7: February is Children's Dental Health Month, so make sure you make an appointment for your child to visit an Ohio Dental Association member dentist. ODA member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care are bound by the highest ethical standards, and have access to superior ongoing education and training. On your next visit, ask if your child's dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association, so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. Have you ever told
3: a friend...
8: Oh, I'm fine.
3: ...when you really felt... ...just so overwhelmed... ...or sent a text... ...can't sleep, are you awake... When you couldn't find the words to say. I'm scared to be alone with my thoughts right now. Then this is your sign to reach out to the 988 Lifeline for 24-7 free confidential support. You don't have to hide how you feel. Text, call, or chat anytime. And now, Public
7: Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott Damaro. Ohio's public schools are safe, welcoming places where students of all races, backgrounds, genders, and abilities can learn, grow, and thrive. But we need to make sure our education workforce reflects the beautiful diversity of the students we serve. Ohio students need you. Learn more about careers in public education at www.ohea.org. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Do you have an oak tree in your yard? The Ohio Chapter International Society of Arboriculture is committed to advancing responsible tree care practices while preventing a fungal disease called oak wilt. They remind those who own and manage oak trees the best time to prune is November to early March. To find out more, there are over 1,000 qualified tree experts in Ohio. To find an ISA certified arborist in your area, visit treesforohio.org. That's trees, the number four, ohio.org.
3: The fan, the fan, fan. Ohio sports destination. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money,
4: presented by Ohio for responsible gambling
3: from ONN. Welcome back to
2: On the Money final segment of the show. Really appreciate you guys joining us this evening. So as I discussed earlier, uh, I made a. Unfortunate wager this evening. Bet Illinois minus seven and a half at Penn State. And uh, not only did uh, Illinois not cover, but uh, Penn State won the game. And it looked like at the end, I mean, it was like a minute left. Illinois is like leading by seven. I'm like, here we go. And Penn State hit like a three to make it like four. Here we go. Illinois is going to win, but like Penn State's going to cover. Is this weird? You guys both tell me. It makes me feel better. If I'm going to lose the bet, it makes me feel better that Penn State won. They As won you, by one. They won 90 to 80. I'm like, good, good, Illinois. You're going to blow a lead. I'm glad you, you didn't like win by a point. Good. If you're going to blow that lead, I'm glad Penn State won.
1: Listen, if you're going to lose, lose big. I can't believe, I honestly can't believe you bet against the best backcourt in the history of basketball in Penn State Nittany Lions. I for, mean,
2: I just. For those who don't know, like hey, we're, that's a little bit of an inside joke, uh, after Ohio State, Blew I mean, an eighteen not- point lead against Penn State earlier this season. Chris Holtman talked about um, how great Penn State's backcourt was. Anyway, Caleb, am I like weird that like this makes me feel better? Even you know, no money, it, it's the same
6: loss. You, same no, loss. No, it's not. It's not. You should definitely feel better. Like- right, I feel better that you guys think
2: I should feel better. Um, I don't know how much better I feel. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, your your maybe, wallet
6: doesn't feel
1: better.
2: Maybe <laughs> uh, George Mason will, ha- will hang on against Dayton here. Sorry, all my uh, Flyer fans. But anyway, I know you have a best bet you want to throw out for the people and... A cool stat about your
1: Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't I don't know if this is a cool stat about the Blue Interesting Jackets. Interesting stat. But obviously the Blue Jackets uh, taking on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. 10 o'clock uh, tip a little after out there in Anaheim. So how about this stat from Jackets insider Jeff Swoboda? Quite a battle brewing tonight. The CBJ hasn't given up a power play goal to Anaheim since the start of the 2015-2016 season. Now they only play Anaheim a couple times a year, but... I mean that's pretty impressive. That's been a long time. However, the Jackets have given up 12 power play goals in the last 7 games. Woof. So we've got a we've got a couple streaks on the line here tonight. This brutal Blue Jackets penalty kill has not given up a goal in 8 years here to Anaheim on the power play. So we've got to Hopefully, if, the, if that streak continues tonight, the Jackets get a win and they don't fall to 30th place in the NHL. Now, my best bet from this game, Igor Chinnikov for the Blue Jackets. He's got nine points in his last 10 games, four points in his last five games. I'm over at HockeyReference.com and he has never, according to HockeyReference.com, Chinnikov has never played against the Anaheim Ducks. He has no stats against the Ducks. But this year, against the Pacific Division, which the Ducks are in, he has eight points in nine games. Chinnikov tonight is plus 135 if you take the over of a half point. So all Chinnikov has got to do is get a point, whether that be a goal or an assist tonight, and he's got plus odds. Chinnikov plus 135. He gets on the stat sheet tonight.
0: I
2: like, it. I like it. I like it. We have a Blue Jackets game tonight. Another late night. Hopefully it goes better than what it did uh, last night. That that was not good.
1: Last night I was questioning why I stayed up and watched that. Saturday night I was pumped that I did. Hopefully I'm pumped tonight that I stayed up and watched
2: There you watched go. It. Two out of three won't be bad. All right, my best bet. This is around the time last year I was starting to get a really good feeling about the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I'm buddy. curious to hear your guys' take on this. You rode like that. And... This year the team I'm getting a good feeling about they're from the West and you're getting like even better odds. Like this time last year I think the Nuggets was they were about 10 to 1 to win it all, something like that, maybe 12 to 1. The Phoenix Suns at sixteen to one. That's my best bet to win the NBA championship. Sixteen to one. Ooh, sixteen to one. You put a unit down, you get sixteen hundred dollars. It might not be enough to go to Bermuda, but you're you're oh, at least saving up for Bermuda at that point. Okay, here's the thing. Seriously, like they start off slow, okay, and guys were hurt and guys were now they've been playing really well over the last couple months. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are both playing like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. They've got a good supporting. I mean, Bradley Beals, the supporting cast. I mean, I'm not a big Grayson Allen fan, but say what you want, man. He's leading the NBA in, in three point percentage. They've got Eric Gordon. They've got Nurkic at center. They made a nice trade trade for uh O'Neal off the bench. I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, Suns plus 16 and a half. I
6: mean, I I I love it. I think that's great value. I mean, I feel like the NBA is a little bit more wide open this year than people think, too, because there's so many good young teams right now, especially in the West. Like, a lot of guys that don't really have that experience. Like, I mean, say, you know, once we get into, like, the nitty-gritty, you're going up against you know, they're going to have to beat the T-Wolves or the Thunder. I mean, and I really like the Thunder. Ryan, I feel like I've told you about, you know, my feelings on Oklahoma City. But, I mean, there are a lot of really young teams at the top that haven't really proven anything yet. And when you have, you know, Devin Booker's been to A-finals, like KD has won, you know, back-to-back championships in Golden State. Like, Bradley Beal obviously coming over. Like, if you said that you could get them at 16-1 to at the beginning of the year, I would have thought you were crazy. So, I uh, yeah, I definitely like the odds on the Suns right there.
1: Guys, I've, uh, I'm have i not the biggest NBA follower. I've been paying a little more attention because of this run the Cavs have been on. I had no clue that the Minnesota Timberwolves were in first place in their division and how good they've been playing. Carl Anthony Towns, he's uh, been a good player for a long time, but man, I had no clue the Timberwolves were that good.
2: Mike Conley, and frankly, if I didn't have some futures bets already on the Suns, like... I'm rooting for the Timberwolves until unless they play the Suns. I, I love the Mike Conley story. I mean, I that's when I, I covered Ohio. I used million. to cover everything Ohio State basketball, along with football. Like I went to every Thad Mata press conference, game. You know, covered them when they went to the national championship game in 2007. I love Mike Conley, and I love the fact that like here he is, all these years later, he's still the starting point guard of one of the best teams in the NBA. And he was yeah. the number four overall pick. And uh, after just one year at Ohio State, I remember talking to him after the national championship game. He was asked, Are "You coming back next year?" He said, "Yes, absolutely." Some fans then like bashed him after he left. He absolutely was being serious. He he wanted to come back. He thought he was coming back, and then it was like, "Dude, you're going to be
1: like the no- uh, top five pick. You got you need to leave." So I love Mike Conley. Yeah, 17 year career. That's pretty good for him. In bids, I know we talked about this Sunday. Reds, plus 380 to win the NL Central. Let's go. I, my
2: other best bet, I was going to say, I love the over-unders for win totals. I like, I like you, uh, some Cincinnati Reds over 82.5 wins. They, they won 82 last year. That is our show for this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. For Ryan Baker and Caleb Blake, I am Dave Biddle.
0: This has been On the Money. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile
1: Broadcasting from the Lindsay
3: Honda Studios.
4: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
3: WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.
5: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.